You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. Well, I have a confession to make. I got caught up in a, a TV series. Of course, I don't watch it on TV. I watch it on my phone. This British Secret Service group and the training of them. Uh, I think it's SAS, Special Air Service. It's fascinating. These 30 people begin trying out for this elite military operations group and they train and they go through this mental and physical rigor and what happens is as the as the days go on people start to to fall out they just they mentally lose it they're not physically uh, equipped enough they're they're not in shape or they just can't handle it mentally and those who are able to physically get through it or maybe psychologically get through it, they begin to break them down and they try all these tricks just to kind of weed out those who may not make it. There was one particular guy in the group that drew my attention. He was um, super fit, kind of um, elite athlete. He was, he had all the qualities, but he was like the man. Was like the lone wolf and at one point after they did this big run he kind of piped off and made a comment like i hope we run some more just kind of said it and um they kind of got all the group together and um the general right the staff sergeant the guy who's running the thing the um he kind of goes and let's say the guy's name's johnny's like um has anyone ever heard the phrase loose lips sink ships some of them kind of heard it, and they're like, yep, yeah, uh, what do y'all think it means? Well, if we, if we talk a lot, or maybe talk too much, or talk when you're not asked to, um, you might give away secrets, so on and so forth, and you might lead to our demise. And he said, well, Johnny here said he hopes we run more. So everybody in the room, everybody in the group is going to run extra and Johnny's going to watch us. And so like this, there's this thing of trying to teach Johnny that if he's ever going to be on this team, if he's ever going to be in this elite force, this elite force is about unity. There's no lone wolf. There's no room, there's no time for the, the hero, there's no time for the person who um, wants to go out and be independent of each other. This unit, it's, it survives and lives and thrives with being together as a unit. There's no room for fierce independence. And the, the whole training process is just kind of weeding those people out and that attitude out. And I thought it fascinating, um, just to give you a window into my heart and my brain where I go, somehow that translated into prayer in my life and Trinity Sunday. You ready for the link? Ready for the, for the leap? All right, here we go. So Trinity, God is 
Three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but one God. In the church we say he's a, he's a one what, but he's a three who's. What is he? He's God. Who is he? He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Trinity works together. They never work independent of each other. See? See where I'm going? They work together. They never work independent of each other. And that's hard for us to imagine when, when Jesus is working, when Jesus is moving, when he's performing miracles, the Father is there and the Holy Spirit is there. When the Father was creating at the beginning of time, the Word of God was there. The Spirit of God was there. When the Spirit of God in the Old Testament was inspiring and speaking through prophets, the Father was there and the Spirit is there. They can't do anything apart from each other. And we give attributes, we give qualities to certain things that God does, and we say, that's the Father, or that's the Son, or that's the Spirit. And, and clearly the Son is the one begotten by the Father. The Son is the one who took flesh. The Son is our Redeemer. He died and rose from the dead so that we can have life. And, and clearly the Holy Spirit is the sanctifier. The Spirit is the one that we call upon. The Spirit is the one that empowers us. The Spirit is the one that renews us. The, the Spirit is the one who heals us. The Spirit is the one who gives us words to say. And clearly the Father is the, the creator. And we have this in our, in our creed. Our creed is beautiful. We say this every day, every time we, at Mass. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We talk about the Father. He's the maker of heaven and earth. Then we say, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. And we talk about the qualities of Jesus, begotten Son of God, born of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And then we go on to talk about the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son. Little details that we don't think about, but the Trinity is all over the place. When we are baptized, the Catechism says we're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say we're baptized in the names, plural. It says we're baptized in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Trying to communicate to us that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they are one. They're one unit. They do everything together. Jesus tries to explain this to us in various ways. He's always saying, I don't do anything on my own. Everything I do, I do what the Father tells me to do. Everything I say, I say what the Father tells me to do. Jesus and the Father are one. Undivided unity. Undivided unity. Say that with me. Undivided unity. One more time. Undivided unity. I just want us to think about that. The Trinity is undivided in its unity. They don't do anything independent of each other. And that's the life of Jesus. And my friends, you and I were baptized 
into Jesus. We were grafted onto him. St. Paul talks about, I live no longer I as if he were independent, but he says, I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. And today in our second reading, he was talking about this a bit. Those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God, for they did not receive a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption, through which they call God the Father, Abba. Abba is a very endearing term. It's, it's like daddy. It's the term that only Jesus would refer to God the Father as. But because you and I are adopted into the family of God, we can call God our Father just as Jesus calls his Father, Father. The Spirit bears witness in us because we are children of God and heirs to the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That means our life is part of God's life. We live and move and have our being in Jesus, and therefore we have our being in God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. They are part of our life. We are in their family, adopted, grafted. And once you're part of a family, you can't not be a part of a family. Once you're part of Jesus, you can't not be a part of Jesus. And so what does that mean for us? Well, if we could go back to that image of the elite military armed force. There's no room for fierce independence. There's no room for anyone doing their own thing, going their own way. We live in a country that applauds and trains us to be fiercely independent, to look out for ourselves, every man for himself. And that is the exact opposite of what Christianity is about. We are brought into a family of God, and we live and move and have our being in that family. We do everything together. And so here's where my prayer goes. If that is true, which it is, I live in the family of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do I do anything apart from that family? Do I, maybe you can pray with this, do you, do you do anything apart from God? Do you have your own time, your own little friends? Is your family immersed in God all the time? Is your job under the umbrella of God? Is your finances under the care of God? Like, is your whole life, or do we, as we've been talking about, do we compartmentalize our life? As if we can walk into God, do the God thing, and then walk out of God and do the me thing. Sometimes we, we look at church and we look at being a part of the church as if it's something we walk into, like it's a building, and then we walk out of as if it's a building. What St. Paul tells us is that we are the body of Christ, the living body of Christ. You and I are grafted onto him. That can't be undone. And so do I live 
as a unit with God? Do I do everything with God? Something good to pray with. The Trinity is undivided unity. Is my life an undivided unity with God? All of my life. And as you pray with that question, as I pray with that question, what the Spirit of God is going to show us is that He's going to show us any area of our life that is divided, any area of our life that's separated. And if you just listen to the fruits, if you listen to the fruit of anything in your life that is apart from God, it will show itself. Anxiety, worry, fear, restlessness, a heaviness of heart. There will be division. There will be discord. There will be brokenness. There will be anger. There will be bitterness. There will be resentments. There will be unforgiveness. There will be lies. There will be dissension. There will be darkness. That is what there is to offer apart from God. Jesus says in in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. The Father and I are one. And we are one with Jesus. Jesus brings us into the Father, empowered by the Spirit. But dear friends, I just invite you this week to pray about your life and how your life is undivided when it comes to your relationship with God. The Trinity and undivided unity has invited us to be with them, to live with them. Not sometimes, but all the time. Does your life reflect that? Is there any part of your life that doesn't reflect that? And what are you willing to do about it? The call is to turn away from sin, to live with God all the time in undivided unity.